0: Hey, good morning, friends. Welcome to Tuesday, uh, July the 26th. We're coming to August, and it's just a few more days of July, and we're, wow, coming into the back half of the summer. Welcome to Tuesday's episode of Enough for Today. Thanks for joining me. We are in Psalm 55, so I invite you to join me there. And we just began this psalm Friday. We kind of did the overview. Yesterday we laid the groundwork. David's in trouble. His son is uprising against him toward the end of his reign. Um, Absalom is trying to usurp the throne. He has gathered um, enemies of David around him, and um, it doesn't look good for David. So big picture, feel the complex grief, stress, anxiety, and perplexity that David feels right now. He um, He is in this seemingly alone. He doesn't know who his friends are, who his enemies are, he knows that he's where God put him. He knows that he's doing what God's called him to do, so he understands the the will of God, the purpose of God for his life, his call. But he doesn't understand the uprising, um, and it's family. Okay, it's it's his own son that's doing this to him. So um, there's a long backstory, but but I don't want to dive into that right now. I want to really focus on what David says. I marvel continually at the Psalms, not only for their honesty, but also for their objectivity. We're dealing with a book that teaches us how to understand our own emotions, how to process our own human experience. And over and over and over, what we've seen, and we're seeing in this Psalm as well, is objectivity. The ability of the psalmist, in fact, the practice of prayer that led to the writing of the Psalms, uh, that led to the singing and the education of God followers through thousands of years. The very practice was the practice of not allowing human emotion and human experience to swallow us up. Now, the reason this is so valuable and so pertinent is that we live in just as complex a day as any psalmist ever did. We live in with anxieties and fears and hungers and threats. We live with enemies. We live with political and social and uh, psychological complexity. We live in a day where there's obvious enemies of God at work around us, and there are just threats. There's threats to our security, our safety, our souls, threats to our sanity, and it just goes on and on. And so, it's easy for us, if we're not careful, to let emotions lead, to be decisional by emotion, to be, to make decisions by emotions, uh, to really determine our values by our feelings, to allow our emotions to really take the reins of our lives and to guide and direct and lead us, which is just a terrible idea. It's just going to make matters worse. We're going to do things that are regretful and self-destructive and Uh, We look back on him and we're going to think, what was I thinking? So David's in a really difficult place, but he doesn't want to do something that leads him to a what was I thinking moment. He's already been there. He's got got those experiences in his past. So we said yesterday, verses 1 and 2, look at it with me. Give ear to my prayer, O God. Hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn my complaint. And make a noise. So David says, "God, get into this with me. Attend to this. I'm going to unpack this before you. I'm going to, I'm going to cry out. I'm going to weep out my complaint. I'm going to groan and moan out my uh, agony and my anxiety. And God, would you sit down and listen? But more than listen, would you attend? Would you?" Uh, Would you get involved in this? Would you give me your perspective and uh, weigh in on this? I I need you in this moment, God. Now look at verse 3. We pick it up on that thought where David says, Because why do I need God to attend to this prayer and to this season of my life and to give me his perspective and to give me uh, his reality, his sense of things? Because the voice of the enemy because of the oppression of the wicked. For they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. So this is the essence of victimization. Now David is not simply on some surface level complaining that he's a victim. He truly is a victim. Okay, he's receiving uh, tragic injustice. And, And so he needs God to sit down with him and think this through and reason this through, and he needs to receive something from God in the way of a response, clarity, perspective, grace. He needs understanding and wisdom. He needs what he doesn't have right now in and of himself. In and of himself, he's going to collapse. Okay, He doesn't have the strength or the insight or the wisdom to see any good unfolding here, but he knows he's God's, and he knows God's in control, and so he needs a larger view he needs to to see and get back in touch with his truest identity he's not just the victim of his son absalom and the uprising and the political enemies he is the he is the chosen anointed servant of god he is a child of god he is the king that god appointed so in god his identity is un, un uh, unchanging it's untarnished it's it's secure it's stable but through the lens of these human circumstances it's all coming undone and so david needs god to attend to him because why the voice of the enemy see the voices are getting into his head <laughs> it's it's getting into his psyche fears are being agitated and stirred up anxieties are being uh, are being are being uh, alarmed because the oppression of the wicked so the voice of the enemy, the oppression of the wicked. I'm thinking before, uh, while the opening was rolling, I'm thinking, you know, we all have enemies. And we're, there, some are human enemies and some are spiritual enemies. We all have them. We're commanded by Jesus to love our human enemies. Why? Because as Paul wrote in Ephesians, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our real enemy is uh, spiritual principalities and powers, which means the real battle is in prayer and with God, and the real enemy is not uh, your ex. The real enemy is not your neighbor, or your coworker, or your manager, or the person that's uh, lying about you. No, the, your real enemy is is Satan and his forces. And uh, the real threat here is not your stability, but really your faith. Okay, and so David is is objective. This is what I marvel at. He is being objective in the, in the midst of great subjectivity. of His emotions are uprising. The voices of the enemy are getting in his head. The oppression of the wicked is threatening to overcome him. Uh, they're casting iniquity upon him. I mean, he's getting one blow after the next, after the next. Uh, he, he is the vic- truly the victim of his oppressors. And um, he says, in wrath, they hate me. So David wakes up every day knowing he's hated. There are great threats rising up against him. And it's getting into his head. And so what does he say? God, with you, I need you to settle things. I need you to attend to this. I need you and your presence and your truth and wisdom and reality to overcome and overpower the voices of the enemy in my head the presence of the oppression of the wicked around me and what they're casting upon me in the form of iniquity and oppression. My friend, this is, um, this is deep, this is heavy, this is real. We all live here to some degree. Every day, uh, the voices of enemy, the enemy threaten to overcome the voice of truth the presence of God and so I invite you right now to begin your day or wherever you are when you're watching this and say God attend to me because the voices of the enemy uh, the oppression of the wicked they're casting iniquity upon me constantly they hate me so God attend happy Tuesday have a great day we'll see you tomorrow